Next up, on an all-new Rick and Rick. Pearl Jam's out to party like it's 2062. Booze wants to be the new wellness drink. And Marvel and WB decide to ditch San Diego Comic-Con. What? It's time to get down to business on all this and more. On the one show where everybody's been a Rick. And everybody rules the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rick and Rick Rule the World. This is Rick Matheson here, joined, as always, by my bud, Rick Wooten. How you doing, Rick Wooten? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Good. So, you have a good weekend it's like the first like real weekend of summer it feels like oh i know yeah you know it was a great weekend there was lots of relaxing you know there's a there's a uh here in california there's a beer that is famous it's called pliny the elder and uh the the reason it's famous is because the brewing company doesn't put out a whole lot of it and and in fact there's a pliny the younger that they put even fewer out uh, that is, you know, super scarce. So I've been talking about for years making a pilgrimage up there to uh, to go visit the brewery. It's way up there, Russian River. And uh, so I finally did it. I finally did it this weekend. You know, on Saturday, I went up, checked it out, came back. It was very nice. It was very cool. Came back with two cases of pliny, So <laughs> Always a good sign. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. Went for a long hike today and it was beautiful out. We went early enough so it wasn't super hot yet. It was like 80 degrees in the city today from what I understand. Yeah, it, just, uh, it was just under 100 down here. And I heard that even down in like uh, Salinas in the Monterey Bay area, it was in the 90s. Uh, yeah, I definitely have a heat spill going through California right now, Northern California at least. I didn't see what it was like in Seattle today, but you've got an interesting piece here that happens to deal with the Emerald City. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, Pearl Jam hasn't been in the news a whole lot recently, and and they popped up in the last couple of weeks, and it was because they decided to do a time capsule. Uh, and it's kind of weird, because usually you think of time capsules as like, yeah, we're going to open it in like 50 years or 100 years, and for whatever reason, they decided they were going to do it in exactly 43 years. Yeah. I'm not sure why 43 instead of 50. Very specific. Uh, exactly. But it'll be included in the uh, the Space Needle time capsule, uh, and it will open on April 21st, 2062, which I think is kind of cool. I, 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 it's going to be interesting to see what they put in there and uh, what people think of it when it comes out. Yeah. Now, if listeners happen to know if there's some meaning behind 43 specific to Pearl Jam or Space Needle, let us know. Maybe the Space Needle is 43 years old. I don't know. It's just an okay. interesting time frame to set the time capsule at. Have you ever done a time capsule? No, no. No, I mean, as a kid, we used to bury stuff in the backyard and then dig it up a few months later, but that's not really time. <laughs> I think that I did the same thing. I just could never find them again. <laughs> that's awesome. I think it's a cool idea. It's a fun idea and uh, always fun when they do open these things. I've seen them, you know, like libraries have uh, time capsules and they open it up from like the 1950s or something. And it's it's always yeah. literally a blast from the past. Yeah, but the unfortunate thing is most of the time, somehow moisture gets in them or gets trapped in them. And so a lot of the perishable stuff ends up going away so you know it's uh it's it's got to be tough to try and yeah. find that right intersection of the things you can put in there and and then somehow sealing it up so it doesn't hold moisture are you trying to tell me that the pot brownies aren't gonna last for the 43 years <laughs> that's the problem i wish i'd known yeah, that. that's right <laughs> <laughs> what would you put in a time capsule? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I was, I was thinking about this. You know, I'm a bit of a practical joker. So I think it would actually be pretty funny to like, you know, if uh, if you could figure out how to make the batteries last long enough, you know, put in one of those crazy animated dolls that we see in all the horror movies. Right. So when they open it up, it says something. I mean, you're going to die. <laughs> Ducky doll. No, it'd be funny to have it like where the, the doll is like scratching to get out of the time capsule. Oh my gosh, that'd be so funny. Why did you open the wrong capsule? <laughs> 
<laughs> what would you put in one? Uh, well, you know, it's funny. So I put the recordings of the season one of Rick and Rick Rule the World. But if you think about it, oh, how would they ever play such a thing? Because, you know, if I put it on a thumb drive or something or, you know, I put it in an iPhone, they won't know what the hell the thing is. 2062. Totally. They'll be like, what is totally. this? How do I use it? It'd have to be some kind of autoplay thing where you just open the box and then it, it plays it. But uh, I might want to put the I Constitution would... in there. The Constitution. That might be just gone. Just mindful of what it was before. Exactly. Blast from the past. <laughs> this is a shocker before we go to break. Um, Marvel and WB, you're telling me that they're pulling out of San Diego Comic-Con? Well, at least out of Hall H. Uh, they wow. they are not participating in the panels this year. And if you remember, uh, I think DC was the one that pulled out last year. Is that right? Yeah, I think it was last I think it was last year. Have been the and year so this year, it's, it's Marvel pulling out. And so what that's doing is now that the big movie studios are out, it's really creating a vacuum that will be occupied by things like the TV shows and more of the independent stuff, uh, which is kind of cool because that was some of my favorite, my favorite part of uh, the Comic Cons was, you know, some of the things you wouldn't have seen otherwise. But it it, it marks a uh, a really important move, right? I mean, you know, these these brands, these these platforms, are stepping away from the con. And uh, somebody jokingly said, maybe it's going to make room so that we can actually talk about comics again. Everybody, please uh, come on back after the break because we've got lots of great stuff coming up. So see you. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. All right, we are back with the good, the bad, and the marketing. And this was kind of a weird week or a couple of weeks in news. This particular piece caught my eye, Rick. So booze brands are trying to kind of position themselves as wellness drinks to millennials, which kind of cracked me up. There's this online site called Eater, and for whatever reason, I've been reading more of this site lately. This particular piece who says, alcohol brands have set their blurry sites on a slippery concept of wellness. And they're kind of tying into the whole paleo and keto-friendly stuff. They're trying to say, you know, hey, instead of drinking those sugary drinks after workout, why don't you have this where it's all natural ingredients? Some of them are not alcoholic. I think some of them are, are literally, you know, just the brand and, and non-alcoholic wine or beer or whatever. But I think some of them do have some interesting sign of the times if that's what these brands are having to do to appeal to young people. Very different than when we were in this cohort. Yeah. You know, I have to say it's it's kind of funny because when I first read this, my, my initial reaction was, uh, isn't that kind of how alcohol got started? There were people driving around like these, these quote unquote witch doctors driving around from town to town trying to sell these elixirs that will, you know, cure baldness or whatever. And they basically were just alcohol that people were drinking. We've kind of gone back to that. So, you know, now we've got the alcohol brands trying to tell you, hey, you can be refreshed after a workout or, you know, there are all these great vitamins in here. They'll make you feel better. Yeah. And there was one that I read in the article that was uh, supposed to be an antidepressant, yeah. um, which is kind of funny because <laughs> yes. alcohol is uh, depressant. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. My first reaction was, wow, this is like gone full circle. We, you know, all we need is them pulling a wagon through town and it'll be uh, a full circle. Yeah, but, you know, from a brand standpoint, I mean, this totally makes sense because, um, you know, I, I think that if you go through most of the major distributors, you know, the, the, there's a blurry line between which ones are alcoholic and which ones are non-alcoholic. I mean, I think Coke actually, or Pepsi, which it is actually owns some alcohol brands as well. And so them, them, you know, 
reaching out and trying to attract different types of buyers. I'm not surprised. Uh, I don't buy it. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't think actually, you know, a beer after a mountain bike ride is kind of nice, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I just don't buy the, the overall idea. Yeah. I'm not buying it either, but uh, they apparently millennials, maybe, you know, Coke actually was sold as a health drink at first. In fact, I think they yeah. served it in hospitals and it gets its name from like cocaine. It, it had right. whatever that opioid is in it. And then obviously people really, really loved the real thing there. And they had to, you know, <laughs> had to change that. They had to come out with the new, new Coke in whatever, 1912 to switch that out. So uh, you're right. Maybe this is just the 21st century version of, of some of that, but it's hard to imagine some of these drinks as a natural part of your you know healthy balanced diet several shows back i guess it was probably last year it could have been even in season one we were talking about the gillette ads the best a man can get the one that seemed to get a lot of backlash um and i think where you and i fell is that it was not necessary it was a re the brand has always been about that and they've organically been about that they didn't necessarily need to play into it but they're out with a new ad this dad teaches his transgender son how to shave for the first time. It's a great spot. It has this father and uh, his transgender son as a female transitioning to male, and they're far enough in the transition that they're starting to be able to shave, and it's an all new thing. And so his father shows him how to shave for the first time. And so it says, whenever, wherever, however it happens, your first shave is special and it's the best a man can get. So it's nice. not beating you over the head in the way that that spot from last year did. And it's still making a point of being inclusive. And I, I just thought it was a great spot. You know, I was um, I was negative on the ad they did. I think it was with, for the Super Bowl. Uh, yes, that's what it was. Serves me. And the, the reason I was, was I, 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 I liked the message they were trying to get across. The problem was, is it felt very negative and it also felt fake and artificial. Yeah, I think that it did feel totally forced and trying too hard, that first one, for sure. This one doesn't feel like that. In it, not at all. This could have been the first in the series. You know, who knows where they're going to take it next, but it's not trying. It's very subtle and very, very human and very matter of fact. Very respectful. That was the thing yeah. that I didn't feel about the other one. It didn't feel like that it was very respectful this one absolutely does like i said yeah. this is a this is a fantastic ad so anyway kudos to gillette for first shave the story of samson and kudos to you listeners for hanging out just a minute as we take a quick break when we come back it's time for loaded questions so stay tuned all right we are back rick and rick rule the world rick wooten are you ready for some loaded questions ready as i'll ever be Let's all bring right it. question number one of three in the last few weeks los angelinos were surprised to see outdoor advertising for which of the following a an ashley madison ad that read life is short have an affair b a religious ad that reads holy matrimony is one man and one woman c a mass shooting insurance ad that read, if there's a shooting, are you covered? Or D, a PETA ad featuring a heavyset woman that reads, save the whales, lose the blubber, go vegetarian. Which of these in just the last few weeks rose some eyebrows in the Los Angeles area? Well, any one of those I could see pop up in Los Angeles. Totally. However, I did I did see uh, an article about this one and it was uh, 
the mass shooting in insurance, which I yeah. thought was oh, man, it, it made me feel bad. It made me feel uncomfortable. I didn't I didn't like this at all. Yeah, it it hit you hard, and I wasn't totally sure what you're supposed to do with it. But according to CNN, these bus stop ads in Los Angeles asked if you have you know mass shooting insurance, and the campaign is designed to raise awareness about gun violence. And it reads on average, a hundred people, a hundred people are killed by guns in the U.S. every day. Although the violence is real, the insurance is not. It's a wake up call to take action. Together, we can be louder than guns and end gun violence. Didn't see if there was a call to action to do something or contribute to something, or, but uh, wow, it's very uncomfortable <laughs> to see these. Yeah. It, it looks like an insurance ad and it's something more. So uh, I thought this was pretty creative. Wow, it worked. I did not get that it wasn't an insurance ad. I was I was disgusted by whatever insurance company was, you know, ambulance chasing on this one. Exactly. Totally gets your attention. It looks totally authentic. And then you read it and you're like, oh my God, yeah, 100 people killed by guns in the U.S. every day. So wherever you fall on Second Amendment, that's still kind of crazy. We need to figure out how to own guns safely, securely, and responsibly. All right, question number two. In recent weeks, North Face allegedly found itself apologizing for which of the following? A, manipulating viewers into thinking a spot featured female climbers, but then revealing that they were really all men. B, manipulating Wikipedia with product placement-based images. C, manipulating Google image search results by posting branded images, but tagging them to competitors. Or D, manipulating Rick and Rick into asking this loaded question. Which of these <laughs> has the North Face allegedly found itself apologizing for in recent weeks? That's also I, I I wish it was D. Uh, I think it I think it was the one about manipulating the search results. I I think uh, they had done something with the recent photo shoot and had uh, planted it in a certain way so that that it just immediately went to the top of the search results. So they totally did some search jacking. So the answer technically is B. The manipulating Wikipedia. I'm still going to give it to you because it was all still around Google image search. So according to The Verge and I think The New York Times, a distributor, North Face distributor based in another country, hired an agency that allegedly decided to game Wikipedia by uploading photos to high traffic Wikipedia entries, I guess famous locations, things like that. They swapped out the image for similar you know, images, but they featured North Face product placement, which apparently can inorganically juice visibility in Google results. North face was not at all amused as you would imagine cheating yeah yeah you know i mean this this happens over and over and over again right people people figure out how to game the system and you know it's up to all of us to see through that and to you know not uh um, reward them for doing something like that. All right, final question. In an effort to be more inclusive, Kleenex brand tissues recently launched which of the following? A, man-size Kleenex, B, plus-size Kleenex, C, extra-large-size Kleenex, or D, Topo the Bongo playing Octoperson Kleenex? <laughs> which of these did Kleenex recently launch? in an effort to be more inclusive? Huh, you know, I don't know this one. I, I wish it was Bongo, but uh, I, I don't think it is. Seems like I saw something about man size. So let's go with man size. So it's actually D, it's extra large size Kleenex. So get this, according to the drum, Kleenex had man size Kleenex 
And oh, wow. they felt that that was being exclusive. So they rebranded it as extra large size Kleenex last year. I thought that was really interesting. I saw the man size thing and I thought, oh, is it some nod to making this more inclusive of men or males? And apparently it was putting people off that it was saying man size when anyone might need a extra star, extra large size Kleenex. And so they changed it. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, I can get that. That's yeah. good. Interesting twist there. All right. Thanks for playing there, Rick. You did a great job and thanks everybody for listening and please tune in next time for the one show where everybody's name is rick and everybody rules the world thanks so much everyone